Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 72 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Multiplayer is the Best Player, because I did stuff with my wife. Uh, don't get your mind out of the gutter. It was gaming stuff. Uh, well, there was a little bit of the other stuff. Anyway, there was gaming stuff, and I did some D&D, and I was the player. So uh, before I get into that, let me get into the intro. Uh, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Monday at 7 a.m., you can go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Uh, you can also find my uh, podcast on iTunes. I don't know about the Google Play Store. I'm an idiot. Uh, go there. It is the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, like, subscribe, leave stars, let me know what you think. Or if you want to drop me a direct line, you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. And uh, you can leave me a line there. Let me know what you think of the show. Or you can write in a question. I haven't had any yet. I checked right before the show. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the intro. And um, again, I'm calling this episode Multiplayer is the Best Player. Because I did a lot of multiplayer things. It was not a single-player weekend. Um, I took Friday off because it was my anniversary with my wife. We've been together. We've been married five years, together nine. Uh, so it was great. It was great to have extra gaming time, too. That was really fun. Uh, we did a lot of multiplayer games together. And what I'm going to talk about first, though, happened on Saturday. I played D&D, and I was a player. I think I talked about this Last week, uh, I've been running campaigns for a while. The last one we just got out of was Dragon Age. Again, I'm still trying to research. There's a lot of thoughts online whether to use Discord or use Zoom or use Skype to try to get a, like, you know, a conference call in so that way you can, um, you know, record everybody. And I'm still trying to decide the best way to do that. So I will have some time this week to do some research and uh, that. And, um, and when I figure that out, what I might do is there is a retro game that uh, inspired a lot of feeling in me. And what I'm thinking of doing is that one of the guys that was in the Dragon Age campaign actually played this game. It's called Armed and Dangerous. I have time next week to sit down. I'm only going to play it a little bit. It is a, a somewhat long game, and I just kind of want to experience it again. It's kind of a nostalgia thing. It hit uh, Xbox games with gold. So I'm going to play that, and I'll do like an experimental call if I decide it's Zoom or Skype. I will do that with the other Dragon Age uh, player because he and I play the game. Uh, he's one of my closest friends. Played the game years ago when it came out. I'll do a little bit of research. I don't remember when it came out, but I know we sat down and played it and laughed. It's like one of the first times I remember really laughing at a game like uncontrollably. Like it was just so absurd and weird. Uh, long story short, that will be the test bed if I can get that Zoom call working. Uh, I will have the other players. Uh, I will talk to them about uh, you know getting together, and we'll do a very long talky talky session about what happened with uh, the Dragon Age campaign, what they liked, what they didn't like, um, stuff like that. So um, that's coming soon. I know I've said that several weeks in a row, but I really hope to wrap it up. I'm going out of town next weekend, but I'll be back in time to record the podcast. So I'm hoping two weeks at the max is when I'm going to do it. So I would say episode 74 is kind of what I'm aiming for. So we'll probably do like 75. That'll be a good milestone uh, is what I'll do. But anyway, uh, this weekend I sat down and I it was a brand new DM uh, he was actually a player in the Dragon Age campaign I did, but he planned out a lot. Apparently, he had some problems with Roll20. He had so much information there that Roll20 crashed, and he lost some info, um, and he put me to shame. 
Uh, I like the graph paper layout of Roll20. If you've used Roll20, you're basically on a web webcam app and everybody just kind of looks at graph paper that you can share with the group so they can look at a map. You get to move tokens here and there. Um, but uh, I like just making boxes for houses or huts or inns, uh, putting things down for the token tokens. That was really fun. Um, uh, I mean, it's easy to keep things plain. I do plan the campaigns, uh, you know, to see where the towns are going to be or the routes are going to take. Uh, but what he did is designed a literal city with walls around it. He used the Fog of War feature, which I have not used on Roll20. So as we were moving through the town, he was revealing the town to us. It was massive. He used the shape function and basically made each like a zoomed out aerial photo of a town, if you can imagine that, like an octagon uh, aerial view and each hut and area was different. Uh, and he basically was very general. He had a lot of exposition in the beginning because it was a dungeon crawl. So he's trying to get our characters like in it right away, which I understand. And there was, like I said, a lot of exposition in the beginning, but it was good. I, I took notes because I want to know what's going on. He said we can use those. Uh, we basically got a necklace to travel into a labyrinth, i.e. a dungeon. And it, it is the most video game campaign I've ever played. But I mean, I don't mind that at all. Uh, we had to go into the dungeons to defeat creatures, to basically acquire gems that they would drop. We literally ripped them out of them. Those gems are then used to acquire magical items back in town. There is every type of crafter you can imagine in town. Uh, I didn't bring my notes with me here. Uh, they're all in um, another app. But basically, I thought it was really good. Um, and he definitely, after the campaign, we talked and he said, wow, it's, it's crazy. I didn't think you know, some of this stuff was going to take so long. I didn't think combat was going to take so long, uh, which is something I think that everybody that runs uh, a campaign understands. Uh, as a player, you kind of understand, but you're really focusing your action and beating a boss or an enemy, and you just kind of see the forest through the trees. But as your GM, I think you are a little bit more aware of time, and he did mention that again at the end of the campaign. He said, oh, that took, you know, you guys fought four big rats, and it took... Um, you know, it took two and a half hours and then there was a mini boss and I said, well, you know, we all said at the end of the campaign, that was an amazing boss. And, and he said, that wasn't a boss. That was a mini boss. You guys, that's like the first room and I have a floor. So what's going to happen is I'm going to go out of town next weekend. We're not going to play, but then when we come back. We're going to play another campaign in his, uh, in the dungeon in the world that he's created. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's pretty amazing. I've been looking at other tools uh, because I do like Roll20. It is free. Uh, there's a lot of tools if you're starting out. But I think um, for just my own sanity and organization, you know, I do plan these worlds out, even if it's based on something um, from 5th edition D&D. Uh, there is a backstory. There is tools out there that allow you to create timelines and maps. Um, I'm looking at different stuff from, like, there's the Foundry one there's like uh i know you can pay for roll 20 but i looked at the perks and it didn't seem like it was that great so um i'm not really that excited i mean there's other things like uh, i think world anvil is what i'm looking at where you can literally have a timeline of events that the players can look at so they can decide oh this happened here there's detailed breakdowns of what happened to their character um all that kind of stuff some of that is in D, &D beyond from Wizards of the Coast themselves, but some of it is not. So 
I don't know. I'm trying to look for the cheapest option. It seems like all the options out there you have to pay for. So I'm trying to price that and decide what is affordable and what will work. But again, the campaign itself was amazing. It was great to play. I got to use my character in a new way. I was a healer. I actually stopped two people from dying in the party, which is kind of my job. Uh, one of them I healed. Uh, and it was good. It was good to play. Uh, it'll be good to continue going. I told, you know, the DM about the motivations of my character without giving too much away to the campaign because he is involved in the campaign that I'm running. Uh, and it'll be nice to take a break. And one of the other players mentioned, hey, I'd like to do this like a one-off if it doesn't affect our storytelling uh, you know, if it doesn't attack your campaign, I would like to do this as well, which I think is pretty amazing that he wants to do it. And I kind of had a stroke of inspiration this afternoon was sitting down, like thinking about the campaign and where I want to take it, uh, what I want to bring into it. And I believe it'll, it'll kind of open up the world of D&D or in a way my world of D&D to make certain things possible without giving away too much. Um, and again, I heard from my friend... Uh, I talked to him on the phone. I don't know if I share this, but... Uh, oh, actually, I did last week. A close friend of mine got to DM for the first time, and he enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm always happy when people get to do that, because you do see how everything works. And I told my friend, and I told the other player, who I consider a friend, but the player in this campaign, I said, you know, you have to decide what is important and what you want to show to the players. At least for me, that's how I planned it. I know a lot of DMs have tons of different things they plan, and they plan every encounter. They maybe even plan every minute. I don't do that because, like I said, at the end of the campaign, we were all done wrapping up uh, this Saturday. And I said, listen, you're going to plan for four outcomes, and the players are going to want the fifth outcome. So you're going to have to throw everything out with the bathwater and kind of improvise what's going on. And really what I decided a long time ago was, listen, these this one thing during this evening is the one big story slash combat beat that I want to hit for this evening and that will push the story in a certain direction um and then from there we'll see the players reactions and kind of gauge from there but i have milestones basically in the story that i hit and then other than that a lot of it is i'm not going to say ad lib they do plan but like you have to a little you have to ad lib you have to improvise all that kind of stuff is crazy uh so i mean i'm looking forward to next time we play um and i'm looking forward to starting my thing and i'm looking forward to starting uh, kind of what's happening uh, in the campaign and, and wrapping that up and kind of bringing other worlds into it. So, um, yeah, I think with that, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to bring my wife in because we played many, <clears throat> excuse me, many, many multiplayer games together and I want to talk about both of them with her uh, to get her impressions. And uh, yeah, so right after the break, I'll share that. So hang on a sec and I'll see you guys in a minute. Hey! Hello! I'm back. We're back. Well, let's get back. Yes, we're all both back. So, uh, (laughs) we both played multiplayer games, which were cool. We did. I want to just say right now, we're going to start talking about The Division 2. And, uh, you know, you always uh, love me unconditionally when I do nerdy things. Yep. When I'm like, hey, I'm in here researching a D&D class, mm-hmm. you say things like, that's hot, and I think you, <laughs> I think you mean it. I do. Uh, yeah, and so uh, something happened that I felt that way towards you, not for the first time. But, oh, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. But what was amazing was um, you usually were behind in the Division 2 
hunting the rogue agents on the manhunt. Mm-hmm. You really dug in last week and you beat everybody. I did. You beat well the first you did all the dots, you beat the first lieutenant kind yep. of on time before the deadline basically. Yeah, which so is unheard not, of. Yeah, which is unheard of. Yeah. You had to do the Keener mission again, which is the Liberty Island yes. mission, which is terrible. I hate that which mission. Which is terrible when you're by yourself. Right. There was I I just know that I came home when you were doing that in the evening and there was a lot of cursing. There was a lot of cursing. Yeah, there was a lot. So now uh, we did... The one thing I want to talk about was it sucks to do those missions alone, but we both did the summit, mm-hmm. which is the new PVE thing that they've introduced in the last patch, mm-hmm. which is basically just you going to the 100th floor of a skyscraper and trying to beat everybody on your way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to the 10th floor, which is a boss floor. Uh, there was a lot of uh, automated drones that shoot at you, which was really annoying. Uh, luckily, I had the EMP jammer, which takes them out very quickly. Um, and I think everything is procedurally generated, so you see a lot of the same things. Uh, a lot of the same rooms we went in, it was like, clear the floor. You're like, we were just in this floor. Like, it looks exactly like the last floor. Yeah, the, the drones were the worst part, in my opinion. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. kept showing up floor yes. after floor. Yes, And, over, um, over. you know, sometimes you have to take out, like, the Uber... EMP jammer that will hurt you if you're not behind cover. Mm -hmm. There's enemies. Sometimes there's a hostage situation. Sometimes you have to hack a computer. Uh, But it was a requirement to get one pip on the investigation this time to get to a boss floor, which we discovered was the 10th floor. Mm -hmm. And after we were done, it was fun, kind of. But we both kind of agreed that we were not going to do it again unless we were... She's shaking her head right now. We were not going to do it unless we were required by the investigation Correct. to do it. Yeah. Uh, yes. It was just, it was one of those things. It was things terrible. Where, yeah, because it does feel, I mean, you can argue that all things in games of the service feel like a chore. Like, we've done all these missions before. We've heard all the audio. You fought all the enemies. You know what they're going to say, uh, unless you shoot them in the face before they can finish their yeah. sentences. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I think this is something where it was, it is new content, mm-hmm. but because it's procedurally generated, it does feel, uh, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's absolutely necessary. Like the drops, even though we got to the 10th floor, the drops we were getting weren't extraordinary. There wasn't any new cool bosses. The only thing I saw is I went alone one time before uh, Carla joined me and there was actually two factions fighting each other and there were two heavies, which was kind of interesting. Um, but other than that, it wasn't something that I want to go back and do over and over again. And I no. think the only reason I will do it is if they require me to do it, just like they did for this. Like, hey, you got to get a pip in the investigation. You have to go in there. It's like, okay, you know, um, I guess we got to do that. But I don't want to do it again. No. Uh, but no. the good news is when we did Keener mm-hmm. today, it literally took, what, three, four minutes after we did it all the quick. intro stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a fan of fire. Um, I was able to... Literally just... died right after Joe set him on fire. Yeah, I was... Well, mm-hmm. uh, I used the MP jammer again and took out his defender drones, so he took all the damage, and I had a totally full-up flamethrower firewall kit and just went up there and stayed on him and burned him. Then you shot him, uh, and then he has to move because he couldn't heal, and you gunned him down, killed him in the end. But it was really quick. We were kind of blown away by how fast everything We both went, so, whoa! Yeah, it kind of blew us away, so, and yeah. that was really fun. And, so, I mean, again, I think for the overall thing, the summit is good, not great. Um, But it does feel more grindy than the other stuff. So, I'm only going to do it if they tell me I have to do it. So, I I would agree with that. Yeah, that's kind of your final. 
And then I think the second thing we did, which I thought was great, was we actually got online together playing the Avengers. We figured it out. We figured it out. Um, I'm pretty sure that the before we were having issues, it was a system glitch. Yeah, they released Somehow. I think one or two patches between yeah, the time so you and I. That. And then I think if you specifically read the Avengers Initiative section, it says that that is a section that has to do with multiplayer. So maybe that was just something where we had to be in that lobby to do it or whatever. But we didn't get stuck on the Quinjet like we did. We actually played together and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really like Kamala Khan. I do. I like the stretchy arms. Yeah, she has a healing ability, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you literally throw your punches. Uh, what else? I think I picked my next lowest character. I couldn't pick Kamala because you picked Kamala. My next lowest character was Captain America. I enjoy Captain America, but I'm all about that Thor life right now. He is, um, which I can't blame him. Yeah, you get to control yeah. lightning. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly reading the challenge card because I want the benefits of that. Yeah. Uh, I tried to do the Mega Hive, which apparently I'm not done. It's in steps. Oh my so I only did step one. Oh my I think you have to do it eight times. So there's six floors or five floors per time. So that's like 40 floors of this oh. mega hive you have to do. Well, that sounds great. And they keep saying, oh, you'll get tons of good rewards. And I didn't that much um, mm. for that. So that's good. That's too bad. Um, but it was fun to play together. And yeah. I could see us doing it definitely again. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting if more of our friends or family were playing we got some offer from some old friends from high school. Do they want to join us? But it would be interesting to see having a full party of four of people that you know and are coordinated with that you can talk to. That would be really fun. And I could see it being like the division where, you know, like like we said before, we played every mission in the division over and over again. We've heard yeah. the audio. Most oh, of the time yeah. I just, unless I'm in a group with my wife or my uh, family i just turn all the audio off and i listen to a podcast because again you've heard everything you know mm-hmm. what's going to happen you know they're going to pop out of here you know yeah. they're going to pop out of there you're just going through the mission to get credit for whatever or getting trying to get that one thing and i think the avengers will eventually become that but right now i do enjoy okay i'm going to play this character i have this specific goal in mind let's do that and i could see it where you turn the audio off and just have party chat to just mess around but uh, like I said in the past podcast, I think that uh, I think that the Avengers is an amazing skin to wrap around a game as a service to get you to come back over and over again. So I'm looking forward to playing it more and more. Uh, you haven't really done the single player stuff that much. Um, no, no, not really. I was really grinding in the division. Yeah, now you're done. You got like a day off. You have tomorrow. But then a day today off. I went in and and uh, completed a couple control points. Oh yeah, with the division. Yeah. yeah. I just am getting into the mood of playing that. Yeah, and right but now. I mean, technically tonight and tomorrow, you know, the new uh, the new agent doesn't hit until Tuesday, so you have some time. So and then I'll have a lot of time right. after that. And then yeah, yeah. and then uh, well, you you know, you got furloughed because of the whole uh, COVID thing. So uh, yeah. yep, yeah, fun time. So every day is Blur's Day for it. it's really great. <laughs> it so is. we just call it Blur's Day. Yep, now. pretty um, much. But yeah, I mean, I could see me. And you hooking up in the division, uh, playing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, more t- and getting more yes, characters out. Yeah, and now I kind that. of understand about like what it takes to upgrade material. It's like, okay, well these pl- characters can go through the campaign and whatever you sh- like. It, it is again a games as service. It's, it's really fun, except for the summit. Yeah, and the division, the summit was not like no. we said, not as fun. I will say for the Avengers, though, you know, a lot of people complain that you have to pay. For the challenge cards, for the heroes. Uh, but like I said in a couple of podcasts ago, there is no time limit, so you can do it at your own leisure. And as of it is right now, I have 1,200 
credits that I've earned through just playing the game, and I think they said each challenge card is a thousand uh, credits. So I have enough to buy uh, the new hero, K Bishop. I have enough to buy our challenge card free of charge, which is pretty amazing. Uh, they do keep tempting me with those takedowns, though, because those look amazing. They do. Uh, they don't really, really give you any benefit except you get your health back, but you have a whatever set number of them. Anyway, I'm looking forward to playing more. I am, too. Uh, yeah, I enjoy we'll it a lot more together. than I really thought I was yeah. going to. Yeah, you should probably play more of the campaign because you get more gear. And, oh, yeah. I, I, always, I also have to beat The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, you have that. I would say she's close to the last of us, but I know where you're at, and I thought the game was going to end, and then it didn't. It didn't really. It just kind of goes into just, a purgatory of. It it keeps going, mm-hmm. as the kids say. It's a good game, though. It is it's very really good. good it is well designed. Mm-hmm. It is just long. Yes. yes uh, it there is. was some gaming journalists that got in hot water online because they said that game had just come out, so you know everybody's playing it, and they just said, "Hey, man, games are too long." They had a newborn. So they could have just been talking in generalities, but I think they were taking a dig at uh, the last. I think of they us. were taking it out on. The yeah, last and of everybody us. kind of had it. I don't know. Anybody, everybody, pro- I, I you, don't know. You're getting your money's worth. Yeah, at least. So, anyway, I think that's it this week. So let me do the outro. So just to let you guys know this will hit my website www.gamewithgrief.com on Monday at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment. You can also stream and download the episode from the website itself. I'd appreciate if you left a comment below that. Or you can go to iTunes. Again, I don't understand the Google Play Store. I'm an iTunes boy. I'm an Apple boy. Uh, So go there. Look for the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, Like, subscribe, share, that kind of stuff. Give me a star rating. Let me know what you think of the show. Or you can drop me a direct line at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show. So, yeah, that about wraps it up. So next week I'll talk to you guys about other stuff. Uh, I will play some new single-player games. Uh, But until then, you guys have a good week, and I'll talk to you later.